Hi, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Pantheon Network. David Bowie defied every category society tried to put him in. He constantly experimented with new sounds in his music and releasing albums that were glam, proto-punk, industrial, and plastic soul. He blurred the lines of gender, fashion, and sexuality. He also combined theater and music by inventing characters that he played on stage and in his music. In this week's episode of Prisoners to Rock and Roll, we're going to take a look at the faces of David Bowie, including Major Tom, Ziggy Stardust, Halloween Jack, The Thin White Duke, and The Blind Prophet from his final album, Black Star. Like, pump it up so it comes in right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 35. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to us. My name is Bruce Kramer, and I'm here tonight with all the young dudes, my <laughs> co-host, Ryan McCusker and Doug McCusker. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Are you rocking? We've got two turntables and a microphone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we've got no turntables and three microphones and, and a beer. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia, and we are thrilled to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. We are back talking about music that I enjoy. What, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, compared to what we were doing with After Rush. the Rush episode. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a pleasure to sit down and listen to all this Bowie music. Yeah, I really enjoyed doing the research for this one a lot more than I enjoyed doing the research uh, two weeks ago. Bruce, are you a big Bowie fan? I am, man. I really love Bowie. I know Bowie. Ryan you? is. Yeah. yeah, I love Bowie. I was yeah. lucky enough that I saw him oh, awesome. on his reality tour. It was awesome. his last tour. I had a chance to go, man, when I was in college when he toured with Nine Inch Nails, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't go, and I, re- and I regret it. My yeah. friends that went to that show, they said it was fantastic. Yeah, I had a, another time I could have went and saw him for an anniversary of the, of the live album he did at Tower Theater. Yeah, but I had to work that night, so yeah. I couldn't go. I remember he played the factory too, like like in the early thousands, yeah, like small late 90s, venues. Like, yeah, 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 he was doing all that. Like, um, guy, it wasn't goth. It was it was like like you know like Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. I'm afraid of Americans. Yeah. yeah, what a great song. Yeah, man. So, and we decided tonight, but we're not just going to kind of run through his whole. Uh, you know, his, his life, we're going to look at the characters that he played on stage, which is kind of an interesting way to look at it. So, you know, he had different, um, he was really into theater. Yeah. And you think about it, man, like no other musician at the time was like, was doing this. No, I mean, he, was so got theatri- he was so theatrical. Right. Through his whole career. Right. He I just mean, he kept on topping himself. Yeah. Well, that's part of his, his gig. You know what I mean? That's like his, his thing. He always like, uh, metamorphosed into something else. Like, you know, like, um, his music changed also with yeah. a lot of it, but his, his, uh, presence also. Rock and rock and roll reinvention constantly, man. It was like, yeah. you know, he, dude, he kind of invented it. Like you know, I mean, he he pushed it. To sure, the, he pushed it. You know, the, of course, the Beatles changed themselves, but Bowie was like, yeah, not the like definition, the yeah. definition of it. Yeah, Bowie was at the right time, right place when the whole glitter thing was happening. So he was like, right when that started getting popular, he started doing the Ziggy Stardust stuff. Yeah, I think. It started getting popular because he was doing the Ziggy yeah. Stars. Like he was a really oh, yeah. big part of that, man. Yeah. Like it was um, like really crazy. Like 
I watched that Twisted Sister documentary, We're Twisted Sister, and I could not believe how much they talked about Bowie in that documentary. Like, he was Twisted, huge. I, I didn't even realize. It. Just for, like bands like Twisted Sister, they were just like, oh, Bowie this, Bowie that. You yeah, know? there was like a scene in there when they covered Surf and Safari yeah. or something. I mean, without like, uh, you know, without Bowie, man, there's no Madonna. There's yeah. no uh, Lady Gaga. All those performance. Yeah. Even like, I mean, like... um. I mean, do you think about all the musicians that are playing characters? Like, I, I mean, you know, Marilyn Manson's Manson, character, yeah, yeah. Alice Cooper, Kiss, Screaming Jay Hawkins mm-hmm. from yeah. our uh, Shock Rock episode. Even, I mean, even Springsteen says he, he plays a character on sure. stage. So he plays the like, working man. <laughs> yeah, like all these guys are playing a character, but nobody was doing it to the extreme that Bowie was. Bowie was like a chameleon. Like, not only did he have, like, two different colored eyes – you know, he he really adapted to what was going on and what he his music was. Yeah. was. His music was like futuristic. Yeah, almost. His lyrics are like crazy. Bruce, you're a, a literature major. What do you think of his like yeah, lyrics? Man. His stuff was his stuff was deep. You know, it's like um even I mean even David Bowie is a character. That's not his real sure. name. Yeah, right? it was a David Jones. Right? Yeah, David Jones, and he started touring as Davy Jones, and they're like, well, that's one of the monkeys. Monkey, I can't do that. Yeah, he's like, wait a minute. So he, he decided to come up with his stage name. I wonder it, where we get the Bowie part from. It I heard I read that it was like American, like the Bowie knife, like the guy uh, at the Alamo, like just American kind of mm. sounding name, and that's cool. what he picked. But I who the cool. hell yeah, yeah. that's legit. I mean he also like um I, I I wrote in my notes like, you know, he was always pushing like he didn't care about boundaries and line. The only line he cared about was the one he was snorting. Sure. No, God. It was like, oh, but, he had I mean, a good time. Yeah, you know, it was like he pushed the, his music. The dude had a 50-year career, and he was relevant up until, until the day he died, right? He wasn't making, like, shit that only no. people that yeah. were hardcore he into was, him. He was changing music as it was yeah. as he yeah. was yeah. dying. Yeah, yeah. he stayed relevant through his entire career. And, he, I mean, he pushed the envelope with, like, with gender, sexuality, sure. fashion. I mean, he was he was in an interracial relationship. He even put oh, yeah. that boundary. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it's just like, totally. it's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's beautiful, too. Oh, yeah. 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 But Bowie's like the definition of fashion, in my opinion. Like, he sets trends. He's got that song, Fashion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, he was he was a, a British gentleman. I mean, not a gentleman. I mean, he was he had his demons and his dark oh side. God. You know, his yeah. first wife. He, but he had he that charm. He had that English yeah. charm. Yeah, he was, a, he was a good-looking dude who, he, like, who was very... He kind of, like, acted like royalty. He did. He kind of was, though. Like, yeah. you know, besides, like... Mick and Keith, you know, and the John and Paul and all those guys, you even know, he, like he's the closest thing. You even know? though he turned down, uh, like he was knighted and all that. Or he, he turned, turned it down. down. He turned he? it down. Good he for him. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want good it. Good for him. I do have one quick. His eyes aren't different color. Oh, okay. Really? His one eye, the pupil is dilated. Oh, more. right. He got punched oh. in the face when he was a kid. Oh. So it made him look like his eyes are different colors. I never colors. heard that. There you go. Oh, it See, works for him. Already, works we've for been him. doing this for five minutes and you already learned something. You're the professor. I love it. So, um, I've got some really cool stuff on like the business side too, that he like different shit that he was, he was the first artist to ever, um, release a digital single. Totally. Oh yeah. And didn't we talk, we talked about that one yeah, time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. He totally had his own pace site before yeah, anything. Was, yeah. Like, you could download his songs yeah. before it, there was an Apple, before there was anything. You like, had like, um, you could get like a davidbowie.com email address mm-hmm. from him. Like before, yep. like he, like, you know, when AOL was a thing, it even, was like a Bowie. Even with like a CD-ROM, he, when the, when yeah. the CDs oh, came yeah. out and it, yeah. he, he would always have like a CD-ROM. Yeah. He was ahead, he was at the future of what yeah. was going on. Let me, um, all right, I'll bring this up real quick, man, before we, uh, before we dive into it. So I thought this was really interesting. He had a thing called Bowie Bonds. 
Do you, like, you hear about this? Was yeah. it like Bitcoin? No, it was before Bitcoin, but in like the late 90s, man, he didn't own the rights to all his back catalog. Mm-hmm. So he sold bonds and they were backed by future royalties on, hang on, let me, I had it in my notes. I was like, I was on like Investopedia last night reading <laughs> shit about Bowie. Bowie bonds. All right. So in 97, he sold these asset-backed securities and he used, he raised 55 million bucks. And the, the bonds were based off of his future royalties and touring for 10 years. Oh, wow. He raised oh, wow. 55 million bucks and he used it to buy his back catalog. He wow. like, oh, that's, brilliant. that's brilliant. Nobody had ever done that. And then it was like also like the people that invested the money didn't get anything because it was like right when the, the CD market went in the toilet. Oh. They said like at the time he was still selling about a million CDs a year just out of his back catalog sure. and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like stuff. Totally. And then when the when streaming took over, the kind the, of the, the plot. Yeah, oh, it was like that the sucks, man. So like, the investors yeah. didn't get their money back. But Bowie, it was like, man, nobody did. I How think brilliant. other artists have tried to, have, to do that. But To have that as paperwork, though, is, is, is a... As memorabilia, like the certificate, oh, yeah, right, the certificate. Right. That'd be people cool. That have, like, have it. Yeah, people have like one. Man, chair if you would have came up with that, or something, if you would have came that idea like ten years earlier, like that would have been. That's genius. Yeah, I love that. I think some other artists have tried doing I, it since, and it's never taken off. I said like something not too long ago about like the future of music and how bands will make money. Like you know, we will sell pieces of our royalties of songs. So you know, like like kind of like Bitcoin or the the art bullshit thing and everything like that. You own like stock in there. Yeah, put stock in there, and then you you know pennies on the dollar kind of thing. Put but you own stock. a piece of the song. Yeah, you know, it's like I'll put stock in in this crappy album. Yeah, yeah. So if we focus on the characters, we're probably going to skip some parts of his career, and that's okay, man. We could do. I mean, no, there's, there's so much to talk about. Podcast yeah. about David Bowie. Totally. Oh, yeah. I just want you know comic book guy not getting pissed off. Yeah, or you know, Bowie has that same crowd as Kate Bush fans. Yeah, you know, we just try not to. Well, you know, yeah. he definitely inspired her. You know, there's a whole bunch of artists that he inspired. Yeah. Peter inspired Gabriel, Peter Gabriel. Yeah, oh my God, I found some of his really early shit before he broke. And let me just play. It's not even is on it Spotify. Saxophone? It's not even Spotify. It sounds like Bowie. Yeah, it's really bad. Grab me tights. What is that called? When when Bowie was a like a lad. When he was still Davy Jones, he was like a head of the men, the English Hair Club for Men. And he had like long that hair, mod hair, yeah. And he was like, "I'm tired of getting picked on about my hair, so I, I got a club together of with long hairs." Yeah, you see, there's an interview out there yeah. of him, like really young. Say, I look on, like I'm a girl. Yeah, yeah. look like, like a girl. Yeah, that song was from '66, yeah. and it's from uh, the Forgotten Songs of David Robert Jones. Thank so, God we forgot about yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, it was in a documentary I watched. I was like, "Whoa, this is terrible!" But uh, you know, he kind of really struggled, man, to find his uh, find his groove, his identity. Mm. Yeah. So he kind of, you know, he put out a couple albums, but then, um, you know, the first thing that kind of brought him to the forefront and made him popular was Space Oddity. Great sure. song. So yeah. I guess for the first character we're going to talk about is Major Tom, and that's not like a persona like. Ziggy Stardust and some mm. other stuff we're going to talk about, but it's a great place to start because it's early in his career, and he he does he sings about it in we we found references in four songs. Yeah, so. we, we think we think that Major Tom is a continued character through a bunch of songs. That, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. Me and Bruce been talking about it. Yeah, so we'll walk you through all that. So the first one, you know, obviously is Space Oddity, and Space Oddity kind of um, you know, everybody knows it. You know, Ground Control to Major Tom, but it also becomes like a. It became a big hit, man, because it came out when it came out. It came out in '69. Yeah, right. They, the, used, they the, used it for the moon landing. Yeah, or yeah. in Britain when yeah. they were showing it. Yeah, it's amazing. Can the, we hear some of it? Yeah, man. Here you go. 
Okay, this is a thought that I've had and maybe had a conversation in the bar about. How about if Major Tom was heroin? Maybe. You're blasting off. You know. Um, it's not crazy to think. Yeah. Like, you know, we're going to talk about the song Ashes to Ashes. And if you listen to the lyrics, he says, I'm not a quick clearly of what exactly he says. He says, Ashes to Ashes, whatever. Uh, Major Tom. Was a junkie. Yeah. Oh, how about that? We could play a little bit of it. Yeah. I read a, I have a quote from Bowie, too. He's like, uh, as the moon landing was going on, he was kind of like, you know, he gets stuck in space, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he said, uh, it wasn't a pleasant thing to juxtapose a moon landing. Of course, I was overjoyed that they did. Obviously, some BBC official said, oh, all right, then that space song, Major Tom, blah, blah, blah. That's great. Um, he gets stranded in space, sir. Nobody had the heart to tell the producer from the BBC that. Um, well, nobody was looking, I think, too deep into that. People just listen to the, yeah. maybe the first 45 seconds of yeah. the song. Yeah, right, right. Oh, but space, you, much like uh, Born in USA. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like Reagan wanting to use it yeah. and stuff like that. But you know what's really great? We talk about it all the time. So we were just listening to that. I never listened to it on headphones. Like That must have been the mono version. Was it? Uh, it's the 2015 remaster. Because I never, I never, you know... If everybody's out there listening to it on their headphones, like you hear, like the, the no, it's, it's yeah. a totally experience. It's, a, it's, a, it's a I think everything. Experience. I think anything you listen to on a headset will make it a different experience yeah. these days. That was a, yeah. because music is so out there. Like you know, like with your ear pods, the ear pods only do so much. Yeah, if you put a headset on, yeah, that makes the day. But it's it's a it's a major like it's, it's a, a different experience. It's a whole it's different crazy experience. Different. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can we play a little Ashes to Ashes? Yeah. So like one more thing on Bowie, like we said. He's not a character, but he is like Bowie is Major Tom in the in the music video yeah. too, or it's like it yeah. wasn't a music video, whatever. Short film at that time, music yeah. videos weren't a thing yet. But yeah, in the video, uh, so Ashes to Ashes is the second song, and that's a fucking weird I, video, this, man. This video scared the shit out of me as a kid. That is one of it's still one of the most expensive videos ever made. Yeah. It cost him two hundred fifty thousand yeah. pounds to make. It's wow, crazy, it, and, and it looks like crap. Yeah, it's, it's it, really, we think of the times, though, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was really futuristic for the times. Yeah. But, and, um, and he's in a clown costume. A little bit like the uh, opera clown, like Pavarotti would mm. dress up as the clown. Yeah. Of, like, you know, the, the, the tragedy of the sad clown. It's a clown that's been around since the 16th century. He's wearing the outfit on, um, the cover of Scary Monsters. Right. He's in the same, I think he wore that a couple times and he was really into like, theater and i think his real early shit like he actually he went on tour with like a mime oh, kind Jesus. of stuff like, he was like that that was always like really like, part look at of the his. cover of heroes yeah. like the expression that he has yeah yeah with just his hands yeah here's a little bit of ashes to ashes and there it will we'll play the part where it references major tom You know, that's why with, you know, the ending lyrics, if you're still listening with us, you know, he, he says Major Tom was a junkie. Mm -hmm. You know, he's still floating around out there. 
You know, that's why I said, okay, well, maybe it's not Major, a bad analogy. Major Tom is like is like heroin. I kind of like that or, a little bit better. Or Major Tom is always on heroin, like Bowie's set of being on drugs all through the 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it was self-reflecting like himself, maybe a little bit. Um, but his character continues with Major Tom. I don't like that song at all. It's I, too mind. I it's love too. it. When That's was that one song? of my favorite Bowie songs. When, when was that song released? Was that Scary Monsters? I think so, yeah. So, so what year is that? Uh, is it in the 80s or 1980? It's yeah, all, you yeah, could, you could hear monsters. the quality. It was futuristic, man. But, you know, yeah. Just the you quality. Could, you could hear how, like, Depeche Mode. Yeah. Or yeah, even, I, yeah, you know, sure. Totally. Like, futuristic Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. You know? I, I just, my, I'll ask you guys at the end which era of David Bowie is your is your favorite. I have mine, and it, it, that that's just not my bad. But with that recording, man, that's very, like, kind of, like, it sounded like something, like, a recording queen would have made. Like, the, the quality of... That was totally, like, yeah. they yeah, used, I mean, they were, they, he was another guy that used the studio as an yeah, instrument. But just the quality of music that Queen made, I heard it in that song, About the way they record. Yeah. He, he made so good quality music, man. So then, um, Major Tom makes two more appearances, and the next one is in Hello Space Boy, which was on the 95 album, the real industrial one. Oh, outside, dude! I love this album, mm-hmm. that real industrial yeah. one. You had Ryan, you had the album cut on here. There's a remix with um, the Pet Shop Boys, okay? That actually quotes uh, Space Oddity. The the dude from the Pet Shop Boys is actually singing the refrain. Oh, really? Ground, yeah. So I'll play that. Oh, cool. Oof. It's, no, I love that song. Oof. It's, yeah. Not the, my the, thing. You no, know, the song itself goes into it, you know, he's talking about drugs. Yeah. To it. Yeah. And again, with like Spaceman. Um, yeah. He's saying bye bye love. Mm-hmm. And it's like how the drugs just like fucked up everything in his life. Mm. Yeah. And that, that was the era with like all those dance remixes of songs yeah, are coming yeah, out. Yeah. Pet Shop Boys remixes. Of the original version is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like the original version. All right. How about we'll just play a little bit of that? Okay. It's still like. Compare that to like ground control to major top. It's like musically oh how God. different yeah. it is. Like, you know, that's, it's like a, it's a right. whole other world after you know, like this uh, ground control was. You said sixty nine. Yeah. Um, and this now is this all is like a, the height of like industrial mm, music. Yeah. Like nine inch nail. I mean, he did all kinds of shit with yeah. Trent Reznor. And, yeah. Uh, he went on tour with Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor's yeah. on a couple of these songs. Yeah. Uh, is this the album that, like, the I Hate the American song? That's the next one after uh, this. Oh, right? they made a couple albums together. Yeah. Oh, the wait, next how about one, that? The next one, I mean, Trent Reznor's in the video with that, yeah. too. Yeah, he's yeah. running after him. him. Yeah, chasing him. Like, mm. he's all paranoid. And yeah. He's chasing him. Yeah. And then, so, um, and then Major Tom makes one more appearance, but he's in the video, and that's the video for Black Star. So Black Star was the album that he came out with, uh, Two days before he died. Really? Yeah. I was so, aware of the album, but I didn't know there was a reference to so, Major Tom. Well, it's 
the lyrics are a little there about being clean, but um, the video, you have to see the video. Me and Bruce have been looking at the video mm-hmm. all week, and uh, we have to post it on our yeah. on our webpage. Yeah, so at the beginning of it, there's like a this funky, weird, like, alien, and she finds an astronaut who's dead, and she pulls the, the helmet off, and there's a skull, and she takes the skull, and the video is about the skull. But the producer, the director of the video, said, like, that's 100%, that's Major Tom. So that dead. was released... Before his death, I think it came a out couple after. Days. Yeah. A couple of days. I think well, the, the, I think the video from, the album came out two days before he died. Well, obviously he made the video before he died. Yeah, right. obviously, so, yeah, it was right. totally probably both at the same time. That's right. dude, that's like mind blowing. You like, yeah. you know, he ends his life. This is he knows he's dying, and he's like, this is going to be his last video he's ever made. So there's a major Tom reference in it. You know how? Yeah, like. Like you said, maybe he is Major Tom. They like the hero, like chasing the heroin and this and that. Well, you should have seen how like they took Major Tom's head off mm-hmm. with the astronaut, and they like fucking celebrate it. They worship it. They oh, were, really? Like, like remember, like in Rush, like like, yeah, how, like, like me- you know, what's happening? Uh, like, the Fred, head of lettuce. Fred, yeah, whatever. Or Ralph, was. Ralph, the yeah. head of lettuce. Then they <laughs> they would they would worship the head in this yeah. video, Major Tom's head. That's yeah. not too crazy. Crazy, yeah. I think. I guess. I mean, so and we're jumping ahead, man, like yeah, chronologically. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. So this album, like Bowie made all the. Um, all the musicians had to sign like non-disclosure agreements. They couldn't talk. Like yeah. he recorded it in secret. His last two albums, he didn't like. It was just like, "Pow, here's the new David Bowie album." He mm. didn't. It was like, "I'm going to make Not it on my announced. terms. I don't want any pressure." Right. And there it's was no. Terms. Yeah. yeah, there was no announcement ahead of time. And this one came out, and then he died two days later. But yeah, he knew, I remember that, yeah. he knew he was dying yeah. because a lot of these songs, like the song "Black Star," has a reference about like, you know, when I go to heaven, there'll be another black star who mm. will take over for. Being the being the musician or whatever, I don't know. I think he's going to live forever. Oh, I'll, yeah, sure. absolutely. Like, sure. His music, yeah, he's the absolutely. Black star. Yeah. He's like that star. Yeah, I, I agree. Let me play a little bit of Black Star. It's a long it's, song. It's, it's like out tra- there, man. It's trippy, and the video is creepy as shit. But it's, we'll, a, it's sad. Man. I'll skip ahead to the um the interesting part. Crazy. I, so as we were, so we normally play this on Spotify, but we put the video on. And we were just watching it, dude. I I love this album so much, dude. but that is also like I don't know if I want to watch it with all the lights out. Like, no, it's like, man. No. I was like, man, I felt like I was on drugs watching that. <laughs> yeah, it was really trippy. But dude, dude, I wonder if people lost their minds when they first saw that with the, with the ma- major Tom. I did. I was like, holy shit, that's look, like brilliant. Is, yeah, like good for like that's it's poetic. Yeah, you know? yeah, man, it's great. But the like. But the video, it's scary I, think the, I think the song itself is pretty. You think so? Yeah. yeah it, the totally. beginning's a little, it's almost like two songs like, put together. Yeah. yeah. The like second that, half, it. The chanting get... in the beginning is kind of weird. Mm. But then, like, he comes in between the melody, and it's really, really uh, pretty. It's beautiful. Yeah. The clip we were just playing, too, he has that real, um, he's singing in a higher octave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I'm a black. I'm not going to yeah, try. Yeah. And then he goes into, like, that classic Bowie, like, mm-hmm. a deeper. Very Bowie I'm sounding. I'm not a film star. Yeah, but he goes like, yeah. Um, and he's really animated in the video. It's really worth checking out. Any one of his videos, man, were like visual oh, sure. thing. I think, like I he think he's more a visual star. Like like the music that he made, like the electronic and all that, that's that's fine and everything like that. You kind of put it on. But with 
a lot of the stuff I always thought that he was more of a visual artist. He's, he was more of a like a, like a theatrical sure. artist, like sure. you were saying. You know, that's sure. part of his gig. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's what's great about all his characters mm-hmm. in his yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. You know? All right, man. So that's um, Major Tom. Uh, that's Major Tom. Let's roll on. So the first character that he like he became and probably his most famous was seventy two, seventy three, and that was Ziggy Stardust. Right. So I, well, and maybe it's also important to notice after between Space Oddity and then this sixty nine and this, he didn't really have any other hits. Like people kind of regarded like Space Oddity was kind of like a novelty song, and sure. he was kind of like a one hit wonder up yeah. until yeah, he's he, a gimmick. he was started. a gimmick. Yeah. yeah, maybe he was trying to get his shit together. Was, Could like, have been like trying to figure himself out. Like, how is he going to come back out? And you know, I got to change shit. But he was always rolling with the right people, like in the right crowds. And I think he listened to the right people. Yeah, he was like hip. he was hit. like his uh, his peers, you know, and. um he moved along with the times, like he was maybe a, a step ahead of it. Yeah, know? and and Ziggy Stardust. I mean, that's probably his most favorite it's character. My, it's, yeah, it's my favorite album. Yeah. Is it? Is it, it is, especially Rock and Roll Suicide. Yeah, that's your favorite. That's your favorite Bowie. That's my favorite Bowie song. Okay. Uh, um. Yeah, it's just my favorite error. Totally. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. have to agree with yeah. that. Really? Yeah. I'm, all right. I'll just. I I prefer like the the Thin White Duke. I like the soul. No, I, like I like the low. Plastic Soul stuff we'll, a little bit more. Yeah, we'll but talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Could we play Ziggy? Yeah, dude. Let's get some Ziggy Stardust. Now, Ziggy played guitar. Jamming good with weird and gilly And the spiders from Mars He played it left hand But made it too far Became the special man Then we were Ziggy's band You know, I always, like, growing up I heard the, the urban legend that he was talking about Jimi Hendrix yeah, like like God give an ass and all that. Yeah, you know. like he's like played left handed. Mm-hmm. Really, I've yeah. never heard. What, yeah, what really? is this? No, I don't. I, know was, I always was under the impression that's yeah. who Ziggy was was Jimi Hendrix. Uh, yeah, um, you know, Jimmy was out of this world. Yeah. you know, so to, so so to so, speak. When, so when Ziggy dies, it's was Hendrix dead? When, when did Hendrix die? In seventy something, seventy one, seventy. So, because he says you take it too far, he took it too far. Hendrix died in 1970, so and Ziggy's 72, 73. Yeah. So, yeah, so like when Ziggy, okay, yeah, yeah, like part no. of it's supposed to be Jimmy. I Hendrix. thought, you know, look at that, I learned I, something, dude. There. I, thought, yeah. I thought that was like scripture, I thought it's, that's what it was about. Like, yeah. you know, I always that's, that's amazed me it, you never heard that. I, I have no idea, that. I've never heard that. Yeah, I was, <laughs> every time I listen to the song, I always picture Jimmy Hendrix. Sure. No, shit. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna yeah. go back and listen to it. Um, do you like songs that tell stories? Because yes. I know like you're really into concept yeah. album, and this is like yeah. a concept, a, like a song. I'm about good songs. I'm about good songs, and okay. I, and I do enjoy good concept in a good song. So Ziggy was supposed to be like a bisexual androgynous alien rock star who comes to Earth and tells everybody that we only have five years to live because we're running out of natural resources and the world is going to end. And then everyone on the planet starts worshiping him as a messiah and they kill him on stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, you know, he's kind of a character of a caricature of how rock stars are worshipped. And I looked at some notes and Bowie said it was Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, uh, kind of put together 
He said, uh, Iggy Pop can vibe with the musical Lou Reed, who looked like he was from outer space. Totally. Yeah. He was from outer space, man. And uh, I saw that I, this This was pretty interesting. It was, uh, he talked about a guy named Gene Vincent. And Gene Vincent was like an early, like rockabilly, early, really early rock and roll kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he was in a car accident. And he had a brace on his leg. So when he stood at the microphone, he had to have his legs really, really wide and kind of lean <laughs> over. So Bowie said he got it from that. And I was like, I read the interview, and I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know what that is. Let me look up a picture. And I was like, holy shit, that's every picture of Elvis. Uh, with, like, real wide. Like with that. And I was like, when you, so they when got you said that, that's what I thought of. So they got it from some dude who was wearing a leg brace. And it okay, became, like, it was like how he standed. Yeah, I was like, it, I was like, all right, man, that's, that has no bear, no relevancy to Ziggy Stardust. But I thought that was that's really interesting. That's great. As the character, if you see him in the videos, and the, there's the Ziggy Stardust movie, you know, Bowie, even later in life, Bowie has a stance to him yeah. as when he yeah. sings. Yeah. Maybe that's, you know, like it's, you said, like, where I, I like that, from. though, because he's taking, like, pieces from everything that he loves, and he's making a part of him. Yeah. You know, I like that. Another big reason, man, that Ziggy gets really popular, too, is that he starts working with Mark Bolin. Mm-hmm. The guy from, uh, his guitar player winds up becoming the dude from T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, a big, that's a big deal here. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of other references. Like, he got Stardust from, like, an old, uh, like, rockabilly dude. Like, he just kind of pieced together all this, this stuff. He's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's not from this earth. No, not at all. You got Ziggy Stardust. And then the next album comes out, and, uh, the album was called Aladdin Sane. A Lad Insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had, a, Ryan and I had this whole discussion where, like, is Aladdin Sane a character? Or is it just a variation of David Bowie? And I was reading all this shit. Some people say it's another character. I think there's people get hung up on like the Bowie makes characters. People, so like, dude, people it, get so caught up in, in my on him anyway. In my caught up opinion, <laughs> my caught up opinion, Aladdin's same cover is Ziggy goes to Hollywood. Yeah, so yeah. I, I read some Bowie quotes where he said that it was Ziggy goes to America, kind of like mm-hmm. yeah. Because the lightning bolt, like when he died, all everybody like went outside oh, his house. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the lightning yeah. bolt painted yeah. on like that Ziggy Stardust. I'm like, that's the cover of Aladdin Sane. I was like, I think it's the same. I think it's just an extension. I, I have a quote from Bowie. He said, Ziggy was meant to be clearly cut and well defined with areas for interplay, whereas Aladdin was pretty ephemeral. So I've never used the word ephemeral yeah. in a yeah. sentence before, but I knew I knew how to pronounce it. But yeah, he said it, he said it was Ziggy comes to America. Um, I think it's it's the same kind of Concept. thing. It's not clear cut. Yeah, and I think people just get so caught, caught, caught just up so coked the, out and just yeah. making up stories as it goes along. Yeah, it's still interesting. The one big song that came out of that was a uh, driving Saturday, and that's a song that um. So the song the the concept is that there's a future and there's been so much radiation on earth that people uh, it mess with their minds and they can't remember how to have sex unless they watch <laughs> dirty movies <laughs> and it reminds them but there's references to like Mick Jagger and Twiggy and uh, T-Rex are all mm. kind of in the song 70s, so yeah. yeah let me play we'll play a little bit of it don't forget to turn on the light don't laugh babe it'll be alright pour me out another phone I'll ring and see if your friends are home Perhaps the strange ones in the dome Can lend us a book we can read up alone And try to get it on like once before When people stand in Jagger's eyes and score Like the video 
Yeah. Totally like 50s doo-woppy kind of shit. So I think that was a big influence on Bowie. Yeah. I think harmonies was a big thing. But with him. I you know, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm not the biggest Bowie fan in the world. That's all right. You know, and I'm finding this very interesting. I find that people who or or some some artists that look, like to, you know, revisit 50s music and it's very viable. I didn't buy that. It okay. just sounds like Bowie trying to do it. That's just my what, opinion. What, you know, what is there a reason you're not a Bowie? It just doesn't do anything do you for like, you? Do you like not like Bowie because he's such a thing you have to look at, like a visual thing? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, uh, you've said it before. You don't yeah, like... I don't like visuals in my music. Um, I, I, It's just it never... Like, of course, I like Ziggy and everything like that, but I, I just didn't buy that. Like, you know what I mean? I, I didn't really enjoy that at all, but that's just me. Like, okay. I don't want to talk too much, you know? Let me... No, nah, man. You know. just, well, you're going to get... You you deal with the hate mail, but I'll forego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here, here's another... Here, check out this influence. Here's Watch That Man. Wait, that like, that's, wait uh, you know what it sounds like? T-Rex. It sounds like no, it sounds like this. Oh. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Right? It's it's yeah. fucking tumbling yeah, dice. Yeah. Wow, I never thought about that. And what a great opener of it. You know. Watching the man. You know, I th- I think it's a great opener for an album. Mm-hmm. Watching the man. I did I did enjoy that though. I like that sound. So then Bowie, so he goes on tour in America, and then he, you know, he goes back to London, 1973, and he just retires the character on stage. Sure. Yeah, and he's he did it forever. And he did it, actually. We It's on the, uh, we have it on the playlist. Here it is. Farewell speech. So he gets up on stage, and he goes like, hey, this is the last show that we're ever going to do. And everyone goes batshit, because they think, think it's, it's Bowie, it's Bowie saying, like, right. we're done, not the character. And he said it was actually, yeah, there was a business reason because RCA was like, dude, we're not financing another tour. Like, you, yeah. you can't keep doing this. Yeah. You got to get back in the studio and make some records. So here, here's the speech. Everybody, this has been one of the greatest tours of our life. We really, I, I first, I'd like to thank the band. I'd like to thank our road crew. And I'd like to thank our lighting people. Uh... Of all the shows on this tour, this, this particular show will remain with us the longest because not only, is it, not only is it the last show of the tour, but it's the last show that we'll ever do. People went went batshit crazy, man. Right, because he's like, I mean, he's like the biggest thing in England now. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, he was just tired of being being that character. Yeah, you know, he wanted to move on. I don't blame him. <laughs> Two great records. I I I, I love Aladdin Sane, and I I love uh, Ziggy Stardust. So then he comes back in '74 with another album, Diamond Dogs, and on that album he's a new character called Halloween Jack, and Halloween Jack has a mullet, <laughs> which is and it's fire and red. and he's got an eye patch. That, yes. So it's like yes. if, if yeah, yeah. Ziggy was glam, he's punk. Right. But like. You know, the, it's, it's more like Ziggy and One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, he, I mean, he wasn't like a, a character. Like, you know, he was like the Ziggy Stardust album was about Ziggy Stardust. Sure, this is kind of more 
they were saying that the mullet and haircut was was both asexual. Like you could yeah, be a boy yes, or you could, could be a that. girl. I have a mullet. Yeah, I saw that too. He said like I had the most popular haircut in England, but is because boys and girls could go yeah. into the theater yeah. and order it. Yeah, I mean, um, we make fun of it now. Yeah, when people wear they have a mullet in Walmart, but you know Bowie had a, a rock and red. You know, yeah. How many times did you see that haircut? Yeah, on men and women. You know, it just made me like I see so many parallels between David Bowie and Annie Lennox. Like I'm, I'm I, sure. I love oh, Annie yeah. Lennox. Even like, did you um, ever see them do Under Pressure together? Yeah, dude. Well, as we were playing the yeah, as I was playing the YouTube video, that was like the watch next, and she yeah. has like the eye makeup, like yeah. the really the band across her Amazing. face. That was I mean, the, that's uh, the cream thing, wasn't the, yeah. the Freddie Mercury thing? I think yeah. so. Yeah, the Yates concert for yeah. Freddie. Yeah, I, she's, you, you could totally see the parallels between her oh, and sure. David uh, Bowie. Yeah. I guess I'll, we'll talk about she's her a, in the yeah, Hall of Fame theatrical too, yeah. episode next yeah. next week. But I'm a I'm a huge, I love Annie yeah. Lennox. I'm a big yeah. fan of her. She's way better than Kate Bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way better. Um, so then in the um, in Halloween Jack, I'm going to get another beer as we're talking to see if I can hold on the microphone. So he had, um, so his band and the other couple albums, it was Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Mm-hmm. That was his band. Right. Yeah. And with this album, he... He shit cans them all. Which they, they were pretty well known musicians. Yeah. After the tours with Bowie, right? They, the one dude na- na- names themselves. Right. The one dude goes on to become T Rex. Right. Mm-hmm. And had a pretty big. I, I think they kind of get overlooked. Like they were bigger than. They're yeah. more important than you. Than you think. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand him doing it. It's just moving on. Okay. Well, sure. I'm going to change my. I'm changing everything around. Sure. You know, I totally understand. Especially yeah, sitting here learning a lot as I'm sitting here. You know, the kind of person that he is and, like, how much of a chameleon he is. That totally makes absolute sense to me. So the Diamond Dogs album, man, this was really cool. So Bowie wanted to make a concept album out of the book 1984. Okay. And George Orwell's wife was like, no, dude, you can't. No, not going to be allowed. So then he was like, all right, I'm going to make a musical about Ziggy Stardust. And that didn't get off. But so then this album has a lot of themes um, there is a song on here, uh, 1980, called 1984, that is kind of mm-hmm. references to it, but also a lot of his, um, a lot of the songs are inspired by William Burroughs, the other crazy beatnik, like a lot of, um, like Nine Inch Nails are really into mm-hmm. them and shit like that. He, he read some songs on the, uh, the Spawn soundtrack, remember that? Oh, that yeah, shed, yeah. That, that was garbage. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's on that. He's, like, just drug addict, poet, crazy sure. motherfucker fat of the 50s. Sure. <laughs> but um, but that there is a song on there called uh, 1984. And then the big song that comes out of this album was Rebel Rebel, which we played before we, you know, when we came out of the um, the intro. But we should probably play a little bit more of it and give it its, its due. Let's get, like... I love that song. Yeah, man. I it's really like do like that rock, song. It's a punk yeah. rock song, man. That's a great song, man. That opening I mean, that riff is like that's I, classic. Right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows it. Um, yeah. Here's a little bit of 1984. Listen to this. I won't play the song that it sounds like. It sounds like the fucking theme from Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Sounds like Twilight Zone. Yeah. 
It's just, uh, you know, it's cool. Like it's it. a it's disco-y. Yeah. What, yeah. what year was that? That was on uh, 74. So the Diamond Dog album. disco, you know, mm-hmm. people were still like uh, glittering. People yeah. were strings glitter. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glitter was happening. You know? So after that, after Halloween Jack, is it? And Halloween Jack wasn't a. No, it wasn't yeah, very wasn't popular. A there, there's, no seen, be, there's a story to it. Right I never there. knew he had a name. All these years, I seen pictures with Bowie on an eye patch, and I was like, "Oh, he's just going through one of his things." But mm. I never knew he was Halloween Jack. I thought it was like another rendition of Ziggy. That's yeah. what that's what I thought it was. Ziggy the, with like an eye patch. Yeah, exactly. On. Yeah. I, I, my notes say that there's a reference to Halloween Jack in two songs. That it's in uh, the Diamond Dog song and the song Future Le- Legends. That there's a reference to it. I didn't read the lyrics. I might be wrong, but mm. like, you know. No, I read it. I did. The next character that comes out is a really big one, but if we jump from that to... So the next character is the Thin White Duke in 75. But if we jump over that, we are going to skip the Young Americans album, which has two fucking great songs yeah. on it, man, mm. which is Fame and Young Americans. Mm. So that's what this is when Bowie then pivots and goes like in that... It's called Plastic Soul, which I think is sure. supposed to be derogatory. Mm-hmm. I forget who came up with the the term Plastic no, but, Soul. It was like it was it was. I think it's an insult. I I I agree with it. Like it, yeah. But I believe uh, Young Americans was made in Philadelphia, right? I think so. It, yeah. So it's uh, stigma sound. Plastic Soul was directed towards the Beatles, like when they were coming out. But um, yeah, dude. So Bowie starts coming after that Philadelphia Soul mm-hmm. sound, which yeah. is we we have to do a show on the Philadelphia Soul sound. Yeah. It's also like not a. I think you got to be a music nerd to really kind of know what know it is. But it's mm-hmm. one of those like if you hear it, you're like, all right, I know it. Yeah, yeah. Philly sound. Yeah. yeah, Philadelphia had a, a really popular record label, and it was called the Sound of Philadelphia. Yeah, because that was Gamble and Huff. Um, I'm not sure exactly who who the owners were. Two Philly guys, I'm sure. But yeah, so Bowie comes out with a couple of these songs, man, are just, uh, I mean, it's so different. Again, like, you just go back and compare everything that he was doing. Like, play Young Americans, see how fresh that is. Yeah, dude, I love Young Americans. But pulled in just behind the bridge, he lays her down. It's a funny thing, am I still too young? He kissed the diamond there, she took his ring, took his babies It took him minutes, took her nowhere Heaven knows she'd have taken anything She was a young American Yeah, that, that album and song was made in Philadelphia Really? Yeah, it was at made at a recording studio called Sigma Sound. Sigma Sound. Um, it was a pretty famous thing, but it was famous for Bowie making that record there. Really? Um, if you don't know, uh, in the background, that oh right, that's Luther Vandross. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that until you just told the story in the break. The yeah. um, yeah, and Plastic Soul Man. I I used. It, I said it was against the Beatles. It was actually. African American artists used it to describe Jagger, and That's then, then the Beatles came out with Rubber, Rubber Soul, Soul right. based off a of Plastic Soul, and I've always called it Blue Eyed Soul, like white sure. people singing singing soul music. But the, uh, the the saxophone on it, that's Bowie playing a saxophone, right? It could be. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. Don't know. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I think it I, is. I read that he studied sax. Yeah, that's a, that's what he did. He always had a sax in his hand in his videos and shit. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's that's him playing sax. I'm pretty sure it is. All right. Maybe they. Who knows? 
I I read a I mean, some book I was reading about like rock and when when that rock and roll split off from R and B music. Mm-hmm. A big part of that was like that soul dropped out of rock and roll was when the saxophone disappeared out of out of rock. Uh, like uh, every a lot of early song, early, rock, early rock, yeah. Every yeah. rock and roll song had a, a saxophone yeah. in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, reading in the seventies. Like you know, the uh, Rolling Stones had their saxophone player. But, yeah, you know, yeah. and he was just as important. I mean, Bobby Keys, Bobby Keys yeah, sure. was—he was just as important in the band as Keith was. Sure, to, to carry the band through the the gig. Sure, but that's like you know, that's the Stones. I agree with you, but I do feel from like '74 up until '84, I think musicians overused the saxophone. It never had the same effect that it did back in the '50s. Um, it's kind of one of the reasons why I do not like the saxophone. Is not. Instrument that I like even a little bit. Yeah, I, I love I love Clarence. No, baby. no, I love Clarence. Yeah, I love Clarence. Yeah, but I love the fifty saxophone. But everything from and, like the eighties yeah, and like Springsteen was Springsteen. Yeah, it's completely different. He's a whole other yeah. thing. And with but Bobby I, Keys and all that, I right on. You know. But I I th- I think the guitar solo took over the saxophone yeah, solo. Yeah, yeah. technology kind of took over. I mean, the, I mean, the eighties the music got so thin sounding too. Yeah, I'm not the a fan. Sax is kind of like yeah. Just, but they used a lot of they used a lot of sax. What was that? Stupid thing, Courtney Love said at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. It was like who everything from thank you to good yeah, night. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's like, who gives a shit about saxophone and rock and roll? What the hell does that have to do? Was she was talking about the East Street Band? Mm-hmm. Well, you just found somebody we can throw in the electric chair. Sure. No, the shit yeah. bag have, of the week. Yeah, well, wait. Hang I on. Have, hey, hang on. Did we already make her shit bag? Of no, like three times cares? already. Who cares? Shit bag of the week. Dun, dun, dun. She killed Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that too. All right, so the Thin White Duke man, seventy five, seventy six. I love these albums. This was the last character that he brought out on stage. These albums like, are great, man. Low, Low yeah. is a great album. Yeah, I, I, this is my favorite. I, I like the Soulful Bowie the most. But um, so Bowie started the Young Americans tour seventy five. He started bringing him out, and he looks a lot like the dude that he played in A Man Who Fell to Earth. So you know, and Bowie was was an actor too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit about some of the shit maybe at the end, but um. The thin white. So, Doug, you you talked about this in one of the episodes. I think it was the shock rock. We were like, when you can't separate the artist from mm-hmm. the character. Yeah, this is a classic example of that because he was like, oh well, the thin white Duke is a drug I'm addict. Drug, yeah, I'm, no, I'm he was yeah, a drug addict. Yeah, yeah, no, he was on. He looked like cocaine. He did. I, yeah. I I I know exactly what you're talking about. As soon as you said the uh, thin white Duke, I'm like, oh yeah. But that's what they called. His- but he was like a mess, though. You know. But that's oh what yeah, they, but that's what they called his Berlin years because mm. he moved to Berlin to get off of drugs, yeah. and that's when he started be, becoming um, more of the, of his rock. When he was hanging out with Brian Eno, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and he was making rock and albums. Yeah, so Bowie, um, yeah, and he go, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second when he goes to goes to Germany, but um, yeah, so he was living in L.A. and he said he did a quote astronomical amount of cocaine. And I like they said that he was living off of um, red peppers, milk, and drugs. Nice. They said that was his diet. And I, I read that in like ten places. And they said that like, Bowie became obsessed with like the occult and Aleister Crowley and Nietzsche and all this shit. So like this character becomes obsessed with it. He wore all black because he looks very British, right? He's mm. wearing a three piece suit or without the jacket, but he's got the yeah. vest and the pants. Mm. And he's got a little. The, the pocket watch chain. Yes. And he's like, a oh, gentleman. He's, yeah, he's you're right. He's a socialite like we are. Yes. yes. But um, 
Also, my next thing on my note, it just I have a header, and my note just says, said dumb shit. So, well, when you're coked out of your right, mind 24-7. Right. right. So this is where it gets really complicated in that, like, where do you separate the dude? So he, there's two things that he said that were really fucking stupid. Well, there's there's a, a interview and a picture. So the picture is he's in a, a convertible. And the crowd's waving at him, and he waves, and he puts his hand up. I was going to And whether, whether he was giving the Nazi salute or he had his hand out, and that's just when the camera went off, mm-hmm. that then became the photo that went everywhere. But I thought there was a picture of him actually dressed like a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could pretty, be. I don't know. Like him, I don't know. Because I think he, he was like studying. He looked like one. Yeah, but, that but he was picture. like studying for like a, a part or something like that. But there, I thought there was a picture out there of him dressed like a he Nazi, getting like off one. a train or something like that. Like he somewhere. Looked, yeah. Like, that whole look of him yeah. being the White Duke looked yeah. like he was being a Nazi. So yeah. he, he said... And then, a coked-up Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the dumb shit. So he goes... Um, I, I actually have the quote. So there, I have two stupid shit that he said. One was... He said, Britain is ready for a fascist leader. I think Britain could benefit from a fascist leader. After all, fascism is just nationalism. I believe very strongly in fascism. People have always responded with greater efficiency under a regimental leadership. And then he gave an interview on Playboy, and he goes, Hitler is one of the greatest rock stars. Or Hitler is one of the first rock stars. Playboy guy, how so? Think about it. Look at some of the films and how he moved. He's not quite as good as Jagger. Or he, <laughs> I think he was as quite as good as Jagger. It's astounding. And boy, when he hit the stage, he worked in audience. Good God. He yeah, was no man. politician. He was a media artist. He used politics and theatrics and created this thing that governed and controlled the show for 12 years. To me, that's the rock and roll experience. I just, I just abbreviated. No, that's that. great. But do you think that he was like playing a character, or do you think that he was just messed up on drugs? Like he had like separating. I don't know. the art from the from I the real the, person. I think the drugs just mess with your mind yeah. so bad. So, right. So I, I, he th- got, I could have swear I did read one time that he was just playing a character. Like this is just like one of his characters. He, that's, that's, what what he yeah. that's what he says. That's what he says. But it's also what he took a bunch of shit. He's yeah. like, uh, it's not yeah, me, yeah. this guy. Yeah. I don't know. But he said he gave, yeah, he's like, I gave interviews and characters, and he, he was like, he was a, a nasty bastard or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, he was a nasty character indeed or something. Mm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure, man. And he, I read, like, some of the nerds were saying that he, you know, he wore all black and white because he was trying to be draw contrast that he was singing black music so mm. everything was black and white I right like, i don't know man there's that a 70s like a too man like yeah. you know um he's um, in the studio he also was so was good. he was also so bombed that the album station to station he doesn't he said he doesn't fucking remember recording the album <laughs> at all <laughs> which is like, a, like you didn't album. do it in an hour right you oh, did it no. over a, a stretch yeah and he doesn't remember any of it but when he started becoming this white duke he came out with an awesome album and it was Heroes. Mm. Yeah. Can we dude. play Heroes song? Yeah, man. That's my favorite Bowie That's song. One of yeah, my I love favorite that song. Too. You I ever see like him at Live Aid? He does that. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's, it's amazing. Great. Yeah, dude. That's that's one Heroes of my favorite. Is a great album. It's one of my favorite Bowie albums. Yeah. 
It, like I said, it's this era is my my favorite Bowie era. Yeah. We didn't we didn't do anything off of Low, but Low's a great album. Um, it's the one before Heroes, um, and there's a song called Breaking Glass. Oh yeah, all right, you know what? Before like let me all right. So so Bowie comes out like Thin White Duke, and then he comes out with his couple albums, and then he he bugs out. He leaves L.A. Right, so he's like, because I'm a drug addict. And I got to get that. It's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to Berlin and he moves to Germany and he kind of hooks up with Iggy Pop. I was going to ask you, was this the Iggy Pop trick? Yeah. And then he Iggy comes Pop out. Iggy Pop and Brian Eno. And Brian Eno. Yeah. And he puts out with three albums. So, and I, we jumped a little ahead. And I apologize, but they called the Berlin trilogy. And Ryan, you were saying, like, we're trading notes all week. Oh, yeah. Like, but, didn't, like, but didn't Bowie play on Iggy Pop's album also? He produced it. Yeah. Um, that first album, I believe. The, the um, but there's three. And- there's three albums that are with the the Thin White Duke. It's Low, it's Heroes, and what's I can't pronounce. Lodger. Yeah, Lodger. Is that the Thin White Duke? That's what the, what I read on the internet. Okay. That, that I thought that's it was his Thin White Duke years up to Labyrinth. Okay. I thought it was Oof. like he was getting away from. He was trying to escape the Thin White Duke. That's those years. I mean? Those years were. You, you, they were real experimental. Um, there's a few I- instrumental songs on there that you could totally hear bands like Depeche Mode to to Beck being influenced by these Bowie albums. How I think they're very raw. I don't know. Can we play one of those songs? Yeah, dude. What do you want to hear? I want to hear Breaking Glass. Yeah, Breaking Glass. You got it, man. Breaking glass in your room again. Listen. New World World Order. What was the band before that? Joy Division. Joy Division. Okay. Oh right. Yeah, we talked yeah. them about about them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's, it's like, really influential. Like, there's a lot of inch, they're instrumental songs at the end of Low. Yeah. And it, it's, you could totally hear it from these bands that pick up on it. Yeah. And there was no like I mean, Bowie doesn't retire the thin white right duke the thin white duke like he did with Ziggy Stardust. So it kind of like some people just will goes say, away. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just kind of peters out. But some people said like, yeah, dude, he it kind of like carries across his Berlin trilogy, and then it peters out. And yeah, because he got clean, probably. Yeah. Well, it's also like so, Doug. You mentioned like you know he produces that Iggy Pop album, like I Want to Be Your Dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the Stooges. Yeah. Yeah, and he produces um right. No, he he. he I want to be your dog. No, yeah, the student. He produced um, the passenger. The, the, I'm sorry, guys out there. Um, one of one of the first solo albums. He yeah. produced, I don't know. It was the first Iggy solo album, but it was one of them. I saw a video this week of uh, Bowie playing piano for. So for, he, he went on tour with Iggy yeah, Pop is yeah. in his band. Yeah, and you saw that on cool. our social media yeah. page. Oh, that yes, yeah, that's super Hang cool. On. Yeah, he produced um he produced Wildside mm-hmm. by uh Lou Reed. Oh Take awesome. a Walk on the Wildside. He did that. Oh I didn't know that. That's and awesome. And then he did uh man, what the hell? Yeah, man. So he was like really, really influential, really creative. He said he hooked up with Brian Eno, who was like mm-hmm. yeah, Brian way was way out there. 
and you know, Brian was like the future of music then. It was yeah. before he was working with U2. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm not a big Brian Eno guy, but the shit he did with Bowie was was on point. Yeah. So. No, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of Eno's music, but as a producer, look at what he did with U2. Yeah. Like that, that sound, and even these albums have that sound, that mm. early New Year's Day U2, mm. you know? That's a good point, man. And you know what? Another thing, like Brian, like some of the shit, it's like when it's artistic for artistic sake, you know, like we're just going to be weird. Like some of that, um, like the Mike Patton solo shit we talked oh, about. Yeah. A couple Buster Bungle. Yeah. yeah, some of it's like, like I like Mr. Weird Bungle, but some weird. of the other, like, yeah. Yeah, like, um, sometimes like, I think Primus is like that. Primus just, yeah, I think it's just, gim- it's just gimmicks, man. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, Philip Glass, the, the classic musical guys like south parks used them mm. a couple of times like it's just it's too much but they're like bowie dude is like bowie's always trying to be different and weird and again he's always on point sure man. everything he does is like i'm sure it's ta- very well thought out also though i think he takes the right turn when it's happening yeah. when things are changing he's changing with it yeah another thing i thought was really interesting about bowie like one of the obituaries you know and i read like a shit ton of them you know in the last two weeks and somebody was saying like he made it like it's okay to be a freak Mm-hmm. It's okay that nobody likes you. Yeah. I'm like that too. And he sure. was like, like very welcoming. To, like people found an outlet in him. Like this dude gets me. Oh, and he was always an outsider. Oh, David Bowie's fans are totally like from from A to Z. Yeah, you know, yeah. from like I'm sure uh, the, the transgender world. Bowie's a huge influence on them. Sure, you know, right? I mean, like yeah, dude. Like we're saying at the beginning, like. Yeah, like androgyny and transgender and, you know, look at those Ziggy Sardis. He's wearing heels and yeah. all that crazy shit. And it's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, these people are still getting crap on now. Yeah. Yeah, we're 50 years later. Sure. And he was ahead of the they, time. Yeah, he pushed the envelope. And more that like, um, you know, like Freddie Mercury tooled around with some of that stuff and how uh, Lady Gaga is like a hero to a lot of like. Uh, Lady or, Gaga wouldn't even exist without Yeah, Bowie, sure. You know. Or, um. No, just like she's an icon to transgender world. Yeah, or like know? Elton John. Like Elton yeah, John yeah. was coming up same same time. I actually read somewhere that he said that like Space Oddity came out like shortly after Rocket Man, and they were like <laughs> it it never would have gotten any attention if Rocket Man hadn't taken off. Right. Oh wow, I know. Like, I think it would have. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's, it's a zone. It's a way better it's a way, fucking it's song. A, yeah, Bowie Bowie blows Elton John away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always they could take this off. There's always that story when they caught Bowie in bed with Jagger. Jagger, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I think we got one more character to talk about, and then my laptop's at fifty percent, so we're good. All right, so the last character, Amanda, we agreed to talk about, and then maybe we can go back and if there's anything that we we missed, maybe we'll listen to some songs, yeah, we'll talk some songs. The last one was the Blind Prophet, and that's not a Bowie character. Like he doesn't sing about him. But he's in two videos, and that's the dude. And uh, if you look at the Black Star video, that was the guy with the bandages oh, over really? his eyes with the with the buttons. What a crazy so, video! So that was that was revisited. So it's in two car- It's in two videos. Okay. So it's in the Black Star video, which is one of his last video. Yeah, which okay. is what we talked about. Yeah, and then the last one, and then Doug, I, I guess you haven't seen this. So when we play the song, I'm going to fire up the the YouTube video mm-hmm. again. So. The last song he came out with was the song called Lazarus, and he's um, he's playing the same character with the with mm-hmm. the bandages with the buttons. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna stop talking. I want to play a little yeah. bit of it, and then I want to hear. I want to hear. I your... do. I do think I've heard this song before. Lazarus right. was 
The video that we, we want to see what yeah, you think I don't of the know if video. video. So maybe, maybe we're we'll, seeing the video. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll play a little bit of it, dude. And I want to hear your reaction because this, this would be kind of interesting. Here okay. we go. He's playing that character. That video comes out like two days before he dies, mm-hmm. right? So, and the song is about like I'm in heaven, yeah, you know, like holy shit. I've seen that before. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, I've All seen right. that before. All right. So, there's a thing in the video that and I'm gonna I'm gonna nerd it a little bit. So, the the there's a character that comes out of the closet, mm-hmm. right? Like, so Bowie's laying in the bed. He's got the the bandages. Me- he's the blind prophet. There's something like trying to grab. Yeah, him. yeah I saw that. It's about him dying. Yeah. And there's a there's a version of Bowie that comes out of the closet wearing like a blue a black like unitard with like gray stripes across the side and he's very animated. Mm. If you go back, I was doing all this research and there's a video of Bowie as the Thin White Duke wearing the same outfit. Oh wow! So that is the Thin White Duke that comes out of the closet. He and looks like him. And it, and it, so the hair is slicked back yeah, and like uh-huh. Bowie Bowie in the bed, his hair is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And he's real like he's animated and he's dancing. The way that, he's standing. Yeah, yeah. The way he's standing and he's like he's, he's kind of like hip. I wrote it down like. By the time I got to New York, I had used up all my money, and I was looking for your ass. Right. <laughs> like, it was like, that's, it's the Thin White Duke. Yeah. So, it's like, the drug addict is like coming out, and he's kind of, like, taunting dying David Bowie. And then he goes back, the video ends, like, he goes he goes back in the closet. I'm like, and it, it doesn't say it anywhere. And right. I was like, holy shit, man. That's, holy shit. That's, that's great. Right. That's yeah, why I'm great. the professor. You yeah. are the professor. That's, that's great. fucking amazing. I was dude. like, I put this shit together. I'm like, fuck, man, that's, that's the thin way. It's, oh. he's, he's bringing back this character. Much like he brought back Major Tom. Right. And the character, he's going back to it. I love. I just love that. Like, he, like you it's know, great. again, like he's coming to the end of his life. He knows he's coming to the end of his life. And he's putting out his most, not, I don't want to say, use the word famous, maybe his most loved memories of his career. Yeah, man. And dude, I think that's I, brilliant. When he died, I, I remember hearing that he I'm died. Sure, I'm, and then I'm, hearing I'm, it, like the video, like, oh, yeah. here's a new video and he died. I'm sure the fans went bananas when they seen all this. I was like, talking. You know I, mean? I was talking to a major Bowie fan the other day, and he was mentioning all this shit to mm, me. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I don't, even, I don't even know anything about this." But Dude, he, he like, like he knew he was dying, and he was like, "Here's my farewell gift." Yeah, yeah exactly. So I was like, "Here's an album that I'm not going to tell anybody that I'm making. Like nobody fucking knew this yeah, album was coming. Yeah, and it dropped, and two days later he died. It was like." Like performance art, man, dude. Like, oh, what absolutely. was the ultimate performance art? art? Yeah, and I can only do this one time. <laughs> right, 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 right. If I screw it up, I don't yeah. get another shot. Yeah, but it was like, man, it was just um, it's, it's beautiful. Just it, it is actually beautiful. He was, yeah, he, he he was amazing, David Bowie. And I have the same reaction watching that as I do, like with Hurt from Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. like that retrospective, yeah. like yeah. you know what you you're doing, cer- you feel mm-hmm. a certain way after looking at it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you feel like eerie afterwards. It's like a, when it, you go to visit somebody in the hospital, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a great album too, man. In, it is a great. And listening to it in light of that oh, he sure. knew he had cancer, yeah. and then he was dying. If you if you put it in the perspective, also like, all right, let me listen to this and put. In, I'm dying, sure, and like listen to it in that mm. in that frame of mind. Yeah, man, that video is like it's haunting. It's sure. a haunting yeah. video. It's it's really it's scary, really cool, man. And just again that he just went out on like on his terms, like he's still. Like death is another stage, and I'm gonna kind of walk off of. And this, I can't, I can't think of another artist that 
did anything like that. There was a cool one last picture of Bowie that he did. It was like right before he died, and it was him in a black suit with like the Peaky Blinders hat kind of thing. Hmm. Like he he really enjoyed Peaky Blinders before he died, so he went out and he put Very the suit British. on mm-hmm. English or Irish way kind yeah. of thing, and he's huh. really thin and sick looking. But it was the last picture they ever took of him. Oh, really cool. Yeah, we didn't talk about it too. Like, he, uh, I mean, he had a heart attack in like 2004. Mm-hmm. He was on stage and he had, yeah. a, he had a heart attack. Yeah. Was, like, you can go on YouTube and you can see it. You can really? play the video yeah. that he was singing and he, he had a heart attack, probably drunk the, the mountains of cocaine and, and everything else that he did. Yeah, and he said he never really, like, kind of went on. Like, he found out and finished that tour and that was kind of the end of it. But, um, and you know what? We didn't talk about this, Ryan. We were, as we were setting up, we said the gear, like the last character that he played between the Thin White Duke and, and that character, the Blind Prophet, was himself. And sure. That's, and that's when I seen him. And he was so happy and he was like waving at everybody at the crowd. And he's like, how about this song? You want to hear this song? And he was just not a character. He was the just being, true David Bowie. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was. I usually say Prince is the best show I've ever seen. David Bowie is probably one of the better shows that I've seen. So like he wasn't like hiding behind these characters anymore. No, and he was, he was he just singing the felt, songs. Right, he finally felt comfortable and he was being like a rock star. That well, was, like that, the whole like you know I'm sure we'll talk about like the songs later, but that was like his 80s, like in the 80s. He became a rock star. He he got rid of like all yeah. the, the characters. Like yeah. he dabbled yeah, like, in them. Like but, he did like modern love. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, he wasn't really playing characters. He totally. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the he was what? playing the ultimate rock star in, yeah. on videos. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, like a Charlie Girl or anything like that. He was just right. being Gene, Gene. Yeah. You know? Well, whether the Thin White Duke was a character who he's playing or the Thin White Duke was a facade he used as mm. an excuse, yeah. it almost killed him. Right? Sure. Like, all the, yeah. He said something famous like, I. He blew his nose one time and a piece of his brain came out. He was like, because <laughs> he did so much coke yeah. and all God. this other, you know, just mountains of drugs. And, and you know, he was all, uh, he did not a lot of highway miles, man. It was all mm. off-road shit. Um, but yeah, he finally just kind of stepped out and then became like the grandfather of like industrial music. Sure. But when he then went industrial, we were like, oh, wow, here's like a legit like rock and roll yeah. guy who's like given he, some some some, but that was like nine, like in the nineties, dude. He was like they, you know, well, talk about Neil Young and everything like that. Like David Bowie, man. People, he was like the the godfather of electronic or whatever you yeah, want to call yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good. Like, he was when, like really like respect. I remember him always being like, oh, it was fucking Bowie. Like yeah. he's just respected. Like yeah, yeah man. The whole you know? scene. Yeah, yeah it's whole, all Bowie. Yeah, the like whole, like yeah. Uh, Neil Young doing the Mirrorball album. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, grandfather grunge. Right. Bowie is like grandfather of like yeah. He was like really, you know. It was he was the hero of like that whole musical uh, movement, or movement, whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah. That whole electronical nine yeah. inch nails to you know, yeah, you know. To like I even said, so like you can listen to Beck and hear sounds yeah. from Bowie's some of the albums or no, Beck that's a, albums. That's a great point, man. Because I was really into all that shit when I was in high school, and I, I was re- I said one of the other episodes, nine inch nails was the first band shirt i ever had mm-hmm. and i was like yeah dude and he added like legitimacy to it it was like i wasn't really into bowie mm-hmm. but i knew who he the was, and was like, yeah. yeah man this dude is coming out and i had the stupid like he had the racing stripe yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah he had this just striped uh the, the spiky hair yeah. even like that um i'm afraid of americans video. it was a he's, great song he's wearing like a like a like a, a chinese duster. yeah but it's like a chinese look it's almost like the um Kind of like the Matrixy kind of shit before yeah. Yeah. it became like he's got a very Matrixy kind of look, and even the music here from that album has that kind of vibe to it. it. Yeah, I mean the uh, Matrix didn't come out too long after this album. Yeah. 
Did we have a I'm Afraid of Americans on the Pump that list? Up. I don't know if we did. I'm afraid of Americans. I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid I can't help it. I'm afraid I can't. I'm afraid of Americans. I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid I can't help it. It's a, that's like to me that's every Nine Inch Nails song which is oh, always singing sure. over it but. Like, totally Trent Reznor all the way but yeah. do you, how stoked do you think Trent Reznor was to work with Bowie oh, like, totally. he, sure. like you know what I mean he was already like a yeah. famous like he was crazy famous but just to work with like one of his idols like, it has to be surreal yeah, sure. it even, has to be he even had him open up on the tour for yeah. him yeah, Nine Inch Nails uh, refused to play. I guess they were trying to alternate like dates when they went on tour together, mm. and I, and Reznor was like, "No, dude, I will not open. Play. Like, I Bowie will not come before yeah. me. I will always go first. Yeah, which is the way it should be. Yeah, Bowie. Yeah, Bowie, yeah. You know, nobody, it was a shame. I mean, he was so good live, especially when we sat here when he was playing himself. Like he wasn't playing a character yeah. and shit, man. He's so like heartwarming and smile the whole time. It was great. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, so we've been talking for about an hour and twenty five minutes. You want to take a real quick yeah, five minute break? break. Let's talk about like we'll some just songs talk about and some shit. shit we want to yeah, talk man. about and then do I? I have so much feedback that we got <laughs> from <laughs> the last couple of episodes, man. Nice. So we're gonna be here for a little while. And nice. then, uh, all right, man, we'll wrap it up. Stick S- around. Stick around. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox at McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. All right, thanks so much for sticking with us, man. So I think that's pretty much David Bowie. Is there any stuff that you guys absolutely love you want to talk about while I we think, got a chance? I think we like skipped over a bunch of songs I think we could play. All right, man, let's talk about some of them. What do you got? Let's, uh, the the very popular that Nirvana covered, The Man Who Sold the World. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. I don't know a lot of people know, but, you know, the Nirvana covered this song by On Bowie. The MTV Unplugged yeah. album. Yeah. I like the David Bowie version so much more than that, but here, here you go. Although I wasn't there, he said I was his friend, which gave us some surprise. I spoke into his eyes, I thought you died alone, a long, long time ago. So I went to, I'm just Googling, I'm like, what year did that song come out? And, the, you know, the autocomplete, mm-hmm. like it says, did David Bowie cover Nirvana's song? Oh, Nirvana no. Song? Like, oh. Damn you, internet. Oh, oh man. I'm hipster. I'm millennial with that. Yeah. I, I like the Nirvana version. I just, yeah. I love the, vo- yeah. the no, Bowie it's, version it's, so it, much more. It's, it's so more imagine, imaginative. I mean, yeah. I know they only use acoustic albums for the Nirvana thing. 
But, you know, Bowie really knows how to use the yeah. recording studio. Yeah, and that Bowie song came out in 70. It's like, so there's oh, all kinds of shit going yeah. on. Yeah, that's way before like, it's way time. Way ahead of its way time, Way before man. it's time. Really, really cool. All right, uh, right. you had another song, man, you said you wanted to talk yeah. about, too. Um, I really, really love the song Changes. I mean, uh, yeah. we, I don't think we covered you, that. We didn't play no, we that, did that. we? No, we didn't touch right it. Oh, what a great song that right, is. here we go. Let's play that. Not so sweet. So I turn myself to face me. But I've never caught a glimpse of how the others must see the faker. I'm much too fast to take that test. I think I saw that in a Microsoft commercial. I was going to say, that was definitely in a commercial in the 90s. He, I mean, he was, yeah. like, dude, he just, everything he, like, the classic great pop songs, yeah. too. He like, did, that's what he did. He wrote great pop songs. Was, like, fantastic pop songs, man. And another pop song that he wrote that was really great, man, was Fame. Yeah, he wrote Fame with John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, who wouldn't know more about Fame than John Lennon? Right. And, Doug, you said that. Uh, yeah, Stevie uh, Ray plays guitar Stevie on Stevie Ray Vaughan. He was unknown. He was unknown. Is on it. I never knew that, man, until we we're doing the research. This really? Week that, yeah. That it's, but it. it's really funny. You know, um, he was supposed to go on tour. Stevie Ray was supposed to go on tour with Bowie, but something happened. Stevie Ray wasn't in the union, so he couldn't do it. He didn't want to join the union. Really? So he's like, well, I'm going to go out and do my own thing then. And it worked out for him pretty well. Oh. Here's a little bit of fame. There's a YouTube thing of David Bowie and John Lennon singing together. Let's check it out. Okay. See if yeah. yeah, let's see if it's anything good. Cool. And if it sucks, we'll cut it out. Video, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a video for. Yeah. We'll I don't share. know. I think I think Lennon's playing the rhythm guitar somewhere in there. He, he might be. be totally. I don't know. Yeah. Why wouldn't more, he? Get some more homework. I would like to hear him sing some of the lyrics though. That like would have been just yeah, yeah, cool. that'd be great. That you can hear it's a Lennon song. Yeah, you listen like, to the yeah. words. That, yeah, that error of Lennon. He's like pissed off. He's pissed yeah. off yeah. and drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the Lennon. Right, with fame that gets pissed off. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be famous. You know, this is what fame does to you. Right, yeah. you had another cover that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, Bowie has some weird covers that he did. Um, One was on the Aladdin Sane Aladdin album. Aladdin Sane album. He covered the Stones, Let's Spend the Night Together. Which is weird, right? Because there's always, look, we've all heard that famous story, story about, that he got caught he in got bed by with Jagger's Jagger, wife. Right. He got like, caught by Jagger's wife? Yeah, them bit together. No, they play. did that goofy song together. Ugh.
It's a rocking. It is rocking. It's, yeah. it's a little weird for me. Bowie, yeah, definitely. Bowie put a cover album out called Pinups. So go back to that, that last song. He put that song out on yes, Aladdin Sane. Aladdin Sane. Yeah. That's that's funny because I'm sure he played it live, like toward like you know toward the end of the shows or anything like that. And they threw it on the album. I don't know, yeah. but um, they made an album, a cover album called Pinups. He covered a Pink Floyd song called um, "See Emily Play." It's really tripped out. You should play a couple seconds of it. All right, here you go. It's not a Sid Barrett yeah. song, yeah. but it sounds yeah. like a Sid Barrett yeah. song. Yeah. But that album is awful. Pinups. It's an awful say, album. Pretty bad. I think I sounded yeah. really, I, I really British. The best thing about yeah, exactly. it, exactly. The best thing about it is the, him doing a Pink Floyd song. Yeah. No, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. killer. Um, let's talk about one of his most underrated songs. Is Modern Love. Oh, I agree with that. Modern Love. It's I remember song. the video. I love this the song. concert yep. video he had with it. It's a great the song. song is great. Yep. Yeah. Let's hear it. It's a classic pop song. Uh, yeah. That's the, that's the 80s to me. That, you know, yeah, 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 right. I go into like the, like, yeah. I went into the pizza place after playing Little League, and that was something on the... Remember yeah. the video? It was a live video. He had that blonde hair. It was like a yeah. Brian Setzer yeah. like mushroom thing yeah. on the top. That's pretty much the only thing that I like from Bowie from the 80s, is that song. Okay. Like, it's a, you know. It's a great song. It's a no, great, no, I love it. It's a great party song. It. Absolutely. Puts you in a good mood. Yep. I think one of his other... Like weird hits. It was a, it was a hit. It was fashion. It was a, it's a weird song. It was off of uh, animal furry animals, I believe. Scary, scary, scary animals. monsters. Scary yeah. monsters. Yeah. Furry animals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go. Very Devo-ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was the times. It was the times. I know that we're trying to beat the the, the battery run out here, but do we... Does, did he work with a lot of producers, or did he produce majority of his music? He, he did at the beginning, and then he kind he of just broke took off, over. and he started producing his own stuff. Yeah. Good for him. 
Yeah. And some of the shit he did with Brian Eno and some mm, other, but Brian, I think it was yeah, more like yeah. the majority than, that he, stuff that he's yeah. done. He, he, he produced yeah. himself. Yeah. But like, he had this acting thing like we talk about. Like, you know, like the song, We can we play Jeannie Jean? Yeah, dude. The, um, the video for Jeannie Jean was totally rememberable of him being on stage as a dressed as a genie. Yeah, so 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 Bowie man, the, the acting was always a thing, right? So he did like Man Who Fell to Earth and he did a bunch of sci-fi shit. And then the the Gene Genie was there was like it was like a 20-minute movie. Short film. It's a comedy. Right. Mm. right. And he was like he was playing himself and then he was playing this like rock star and they were both kind of like Peter braiding it. Going for the same girl. <laughs> it's really weird. It was like and also in light of thinking about him being high. This is, this is a movie? It was a 20 minute film. film. Do, yeah, it's, do you remember the video for Gene Gene? I'm going to say no. Well, they, there was like, it was like Thriller. It was like a 15 minute story before, oh, really? before the. Yeah. yeah. It was it was comical for yeah, being on cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Right, right. When I was going down and like reading about like the characters, people were like, oh, there's another character who played. I'm like, no, he's. Just, just high shit. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah. The Yeah. He was a little. I love how it comes in. Is Iggy Pop on that? Here. Uh, sure as shit sounds like Iggy, Iggy Well, I was going to say, though. dude, that kind of sounds like a, a mix between... I've heard this song a thousand times, but like seeing here, listening to it, it's like a Lou Reed-ish Iggy Pop kind yeah. of like tune. I'm, <coughs> I think I, you hear Iggy's voice in the background before it goes into the, second, into the next verse. What's the song we were looking for? Yeah, that wasn't the song that we were looking for. And I'm going back to my notes, and we have... Blue Jean... I just met a girl named Lucy. Jasmine for Blue Jean was the other song. So we got it. Yeah, we, so we got it mixed up. Let's get up. it together here. So Jasmine for Blue Jean was the one that had the 20-minute short film. Well, we'll share that on our social media. So, yeah, so we made a mistake, man. So we were getting confused with all the Blue Jean shit. But David <laughs> Bowie has a song called Blue Jean, and he made a short film called Jasmine for Blue Jean. So we're gonna, we got denim overload. I feel like we're doing <laughs> our uh, our hairband episode all I over again. I love this song. That's I think Doug would remember the song. All right, let's play a little bit of that, and let's sort sort this mess out that we got ourselves into here. That's like another song that kind of reminds me of Lou Reed when he's when he's yeah. singing the verses. Yeah, dude. That's yeah, in the, yeah they, I think he probably did like Lou he, Reed stuff a lot. Well, I think him and Lou Reed influenced each other yeah. back and forth a yeah. lot. I never thought about that very much, like the the, the correlation between the two of them. But yeah. once I read that that he produced a couple of his 
some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's all over there. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's obvious. The yeah, songwriting is all there. Yeah. Like, you totally hear like the influence that Lou Reed had on yeah. Bowie's yeah. songwriting. But, but Lou Reed was anywhere near oh, as accessible. No, like, oh, no right? way. Like, no. like Velvet Underground is like that's that's like your first level of like I'm a music nerd that yeah. Shit yeah. you step into. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? Bowie probably, just, like, Bowie probably liked the stuff, and he's like, uh, this is great, but I Bowie could, does right, it better. I could do it better. Right? Yeah, like, like, like we don't fucking talk about Velvet Underground <laughs> yeah, that much, yeah, right? No, we're yeah. like, you really got to be a nerd. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to do an episode on Velvet Underground. I don't think I. Yeah, nobody I guess would so. listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> no, I mean, if Rush Sucks had a lot of listeners, you know, that's more controversial than. Let's do one more song. All right. What's good, China Girl? What a great song. Yeah, dude, here we go. It's my China Girl. I feel a wreck without my little China Girl. I hear her heart beating loud as thunder. So That song was co-written by Nile Rogers of Chick. Yeah, what the hell band? Right? Is it Chic? Chic, that's it. Freak Chick, out. Chic. Yeah. Freak out. Yeah. We, we, we trashed them pretty hard on our Rock and Roll Hall of well, Fame episode. We, we, I, we, got some, we got some comic book guys blow back. Nile Rogers, Rogers is a great musician, yeah. songwriter, every producer, and he, and everything. He wrote, and he wrote Freak Out? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so this being said... That song, China Girl, is my fucking kryptonite. It makes me want to fucking end my life. <laughs> really? But, yes. China Girl? Really? Dude, that is the one song from the 80s that, that I hear that I will probably drive off the road. Well, and, and Really? You won't oh, have to hear yeah. it again. You won't, yeah. So is that no, no, your, no. I was that, hoping we was going to skip over it. Well, is that what you think of Bowie? Is that what you think of? No, no, no. Okay. No, but I think it's it's a big part of Bowie. You know what I mean? I okay. just I think the video age was a big part of it. <laughs> I guess so. Like, not like, not, yeah. I just think that song is just the worst thing he's it ever played done. Out. It was MTV Maybe. played Maybe. out. Yeah, it's not my favorite yeah. Bowie yeah, song. But no, that is like my kryptonite. Okay. Like it's All right, fucking cool. god awful. I think that's I, it, boys. I think that's it for David Bowie. Oh, you know what fucking we didn't talk about, man? Wait, one more thing. So he was an actor. Yes. And his biggest role was in Labyrinth. And I don't like the two of you both said when I mentioned that in a break, you're like, we've never I've never seen Labyrinth. I've never seen it. I've seen Penn's Labyrinth. No. I've never no. Even seen that. I've never no. seen it. You have to see it. Like, it, always, it looked freaky. I don't know. Bowie's hair like scared me. Oh my God, dude. He's great in it. It's so I, I, I know about 80s. the crystal ball. That's all I know is about the crystal ball. I tried to look for it. It wasn't for free on any of my streaming dude, things. No, so I'll I didn't give watch you the it. three bucks. I'll give you the three bucks <laughs> where we live to go watch. I want to play a little bit of uh whatever magic dance with David Bowie on that. And then uh yeah dude you guys gotta watch okay. that's your homework. You remind me of the babe babe with the power Yeah, 
Now I know why I never <laughs> yeah. watched it. Yeah. It's dated I'm good. Shit, yeah. Dude. I'm good, dude. Dude, it's great. It's nah. a great movie. Like, I mean, if you it's watch probably like, beautiful. It's probably like, shot um, beautiful. It's probably the the sets probably look awesome. It was a Jim Henson movie. It's a Jim yeah. Henson movie. Yeah. So it's like got that dark crystal like yeah. I'm high shit. That scared the shit out of me too. The yeah. darkest crystal. Yeah. Fuck. I still have nightmares of that. Oh uh, yeah. But Bowie was another movie that I really liked it's called The Prestige. And he yes, plays Nikolai Tesla. He plays yeah. Tesla, and he's fucking great in it. The yeah. kind of newer, like the yeah, yeah. The, like the, the magician, yes, shit. Yeah, really. Hugh Jackman yeah, I never and, watched uh, that. Christian Bale. You should watch it. Dude, it's a great movie. Yeah, he plays he Nikolai plays Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's the only like like thing he did later in life is yeah. acting. Bowie. Yeah, yeah. I think he popped in, he popped up a thing here and there. I think, oh, you know what? He was in Zoolander. Oh, Remember that's horrible too. No, Zoolander no, one is the best. Garble. When he says, "All right, we're having no. a, a show off," all right. He's also in. Uh, I mean, he also wrote uh, with the Bing Crosby the Christmas song, oh, right, which right, is right. like, I, I, how was like, high was he when he got that? I said around the holidays, like that is the Reese's peanut butter cup of Christmas songs. <laughs> God, I hate it. Ever. Um, do you really? I fucking hate it. That is my favorite Christmas song ever. Peace on earth. No, I don't just like it. Let we talked about that at our I think one of our maybe you're like once or twice, and I'm over it. No, that's my yeah. favorite. I. We're going to move on, man. We got second thoughts. We got a shit ton of second thoughts. I've got a recap on my homework. So I had some homework piling up over a couple episodes. I got that, and we got the electric chair, and uh, we'll get the hell out of here. All right. Second thoughts. We got a ton of feedback on our Rush episode. That's awesome. Our Rush episode, man, we did more in a week than we normally do for listening in a month. So it was provocative. That's amazing. And You just asked the question. Do they suck? And people was like, oh, no, no, no. Right. but when you brought up the concept, I knew that it was going to be big. Yeah, so it did. It did really well. So Alex Krzmowski said, "This Alex was, the man. This yeah, was awesome. my favorite episode. If you like twenty one twelve, check out Hemispheres." Alex, your comment of this was my favorite episode just made my day. Yeah, I read yeah. it. I was having like a shit day at work, and I was like scrolling through all of our crap, and I'm like, boom, thank you. Yeah, Alex is awesome. Yeah. That's really cool, and I uh, hope to see you down at the bar again soon. So. Tom McAlley, he uh, Tim McAlley. I'm sorry, Tim McAlley said I got in an argument with a guy at your bar once. He was a teamster who worked load ins and load outs at the Spectrum. He was telling stories about the great rock and roll bands he worked with over the years. He mentioned Van Halen, Kiss, Zeppelin, and Crew. I asked if he was ever a roadie for a Rush show. Aren't they the greatest rock and roll band ever? He got so pissed and said, no, no, Rush isn't rock and roll. He said, no, no, Rush isn't rock and roll. I went into the green room, and they were drinking spring water and doing yoga and reading the Fountainhead and shit. That is not rock and roll. (laughs) Right on, brother. Kevin Kelly, when I was younger, I didn't like Rush. I thought the lead singer was a woman. But I feel like they paved the way for great Canadian bands like Nickelback and the Crash yeah. Test Dummies. Kevin, my brother. I like the Crash Test Dummies a lot. And Kevin, he loved Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, he loved them. He he loved, loved, yeah, I never totally. understood it. Yeah. Kevin's the man. Matthew Kucharski? Matt Kucharski. Yeah, that's the guy you went and yeah, saw Rush with. Yeah, we went and saw Rush together. All right. Yeah. Some of the most talented musicians around, whether you classify them as rock and roll or not, whether you like Getty's squealy voice or not. They were borderline geniuses are writing and performing their art. Selling out concerts for many years that they did and their longevity of writing, recording, performing, I believe is a testament to who they were. Only life and its issues stopped them from continuing. Right on, brother. Uh, Jill Drew. Yes, I had. they suck. I had to suffer <laughs> through my brother's rush phase. I turned them off immediately. Lou Marchesani. Louis Marchesani said, yes, they suck. <laughs> and then, Just right. bluntly, yeah, they suck. And then we got a really long email from my buddy, Sean, from Atlanta. He said, I finally listened to your podcast as Rush Suck. Here are some thoughts in no particular order. 
One, Rush is a generational prog rock. The 70s were a mess for rock and roll, particularly given how strong the 60s rock scene was. Since Rush's music was written in the 70s or 80s, our generation isn't old enough to have listened to it growing up, similar to Kiss. A lot of how you feel about music tends to tie to what was going on in the world, where you are in life during the times when the stuff was coming out. Think about the grunge era or hair metal. You had to be there to get it. You have to remember that the 70s and 80s were people were truly prisoners of rock and roll. Thank you. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't just dial up a song because there was no internet. You had to wait for a broadcast or a radio. You had to buy the record or the 8-track. You didn't even have CDs. Zeppelin was dead. Hendrix was dead. Disco and Elton John were polluting everything. Music producers decided what was good music by controlling what got played. I feel like you guys really missed this in your podcast. You didn't even mention Red Borchetta, that, which is one of their really great signature songs. Neil Peart absolutely destroyed it on this kit. It took me 34 episodes to finally tune into an entire episode, but it was great. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Thanks, brother. man. Thanks, man. And he binge-watched a whole... He was sending me shit on, like, a guitar episode. Hey, and everything. So, you know, Welcome to the potty, Yeah, pal. Dude, we've only got so much time we could be here, so... And then we heard from Jackie from Seattle. Jackie! Oh, Jackie. We haven't heard from Jackie in a while. I said, hey, fellas, that was an excellent breakdown of Side 1 of 2112. I've never heard any of that before about the story around the lyrics. What is crazy... Is a day or two before your episode, I went to the gas station mini mart to pick up a small bag of mini Ritz bits, peanut butter crackers, <laughs> some snacks, a couple of forties, and some smokes for me and my boo. Nice. The grand total came to twenty one dollars and twelve cents. Me and the worker dude bonded over rush. Good times. <laughs> Thanks for your awesome American Pie episode. I appreciate how much research you put into your episodes and how kind and loving you all are to each other. I look forward to hearing another episode. Love whack chops in Seattle. Thanks for writing. We, we, yeah, we man, always love hearing. From you. Always love hearing. We from appreciate you. you, Jackie. Thank you. Yeah, I wrote her back too. So looking forward, Doug. And you had an encounter at McCusker. I did. It was like so crazy. It was like a Saturday night. A group of people come in, and the, you know they come up to the bar, get their drink. A couple came up, and they're like, "Can we have a sticker? We like our sticker." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, because I was a little busy." It's like you're one of the brothers from the Prisoners of Rock and Roll. I'm like, "Yeah, I am." I'm like, "Oh." But let me run and get you a sticker. And I'm like, I just thanked them over and over and over again how much they made my night. How fucking cool is that? Dude, yeah. it's, I, I love it. Like, it was just great. If, if, if it felt like we were getting something accomplished. Like, there's we faces. Are. We you are, know. man. I think, how many downloads do we have? Yeah, speaking yeah. of accomplishments. Yeah, we, we just passed 6,000. Yeah. Uh, That's amazing. Joe Rogan gets 11 million in That's an okay. episode. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, hey, you know, so we want to kick all we, Dude. The fact that people have listened to us 6,000 times, yeah. and it's yeah. not just the three of us doing yeah, yeah. 2,000 each, it's just fucking it's awesome, amazing. man. And, you know, like, we have people in New Zealand and yeah. other places I never even thought of, they would hear my voice, and here they are. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to, you know, like, do we, we put a lot of work into this, right? Yeah, like, totally. we do we're a lot geeks. of research, and we try to nerd out, and we hope everybody has a couple laughs, and they learn something, and I think we're kind of finding our niche. We're in the, like, learn something. Sure. That's kind of. That, that right? was me this episode. Yeah. We're not in the, uh, <clears throat> you know, just three no nicks sitting around talking about music. It's like, we want you to learn something. Have a yeah. Couple I want to learn so. something, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're definitely in the learn something. All right, so speech to learn something. So I had some homework that was compiled over a couple episodes, and I mm. kept making notes, and I finally did it all. The first one came out of the American Pie episode. It was where do the royalties from Marilyn or uh, Charles Manson go? Okay, I went way fucking too far down the rabbit hole of this, and I ever wanted did to you join the ranch. I did. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look at my notes because I started like I was sure it was too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I tried telling my wife the whole story like very succinctly, like. I just want to get this off mm-hmm. my chest. So when he died, people came out of the goddamn woodwork saying, I want his money. 
Sure. So it was like the people who wanted his money, his estate, his art, and his body wasn't wasn't claimed. So his shit, his body literally sat in like a morgue for a couple months. Yeah. So I wrote the piece of shit had even spent five <laughs> minutes in Satan's butthole in hell before people came out of the woodworking saying they had a right to control his image. So one guy came out and was like, "Charles Manson fathered me at an orgy. I should get his money." <laughs> I swear sure. to God. Okay. And then, um, so the guy who like and like four people all came out. It was like one of the uh, one of the women and the yeah. you know one of the, the other followers. fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. Like they slept together and had a kid, and it was like giving up. Oh, for I'm adoption. sure they're out there. Oh yeah, but they're out there. Yeah. So, but but somebody legitimately came out. This guy was in. He's Charles Manson's grandson, okay. and it was like from Charles Manson was married. He had a kid. Mm-hmm. He had Charles Manson Jr. Charles Manson Jr. fucking committed suicide because he couldn't handle the weight of being Charles Manson Jr. And he well, fucking change your name. Damn. So the kid changed his name, and he wound up suing the rights. He got the rights to his body. So he has like he has his ashes, and he owns the right to all of his like shit. Is our um, dollar amount? I well, hang on. So another another a couple other turds that came out. One guy was like a um like a pen pal at Charles Manson last <laughs> like five years. Like Charles Manson wrote oh. me a letter and saying he wants me to have everything. Oh, and by the way, I'm an enormous Charles Manson murderabilia collector. He wants yeah. me to have everything and disown he wrote this letter and said I disown all my kids. So there were like multiple wills, like and they were like one was like fabricated or both of them were fabricated. So this his kid gets the money. And the money becomes an issue because one, it was like you get the royalties over the Beach Boys cover yeah. one of his songs, yeah. the Guns N' Roses cover, yeah. yeah, and in that movie, the Tarantino movie. So sure. there's a scene in that uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Manson girls are dumpster diving and they're they're singing a cappella. You got Game Girl, which is a song we threw in the electric yeah. chair. Yeah. yeah, Tarantino didn't want to put that in the song in the movie. Mm. And somebody told him, like, no, dude, Manson will never get it. It will go to the victim's no. family. So he's like, okay, cool. So he puts it in the movie, and it turns out that this is where I went down the rabbit hole. Mm. So the uh, one of the people who died in the uh, – Vol- Voldiak Frakowski, he was the only – he's one uh, he was married to the um, – the girl that was the Folgers coffee. Sure. Like, and I don't want to. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mean to dismiss yeah, yeah, him as like yeah. he's the boy. But the, he was he was one of the guys who was murdered. He was the only, fa- that was the only family that sued Manson for wrongful death. Right, okay. Winds up winning the lawsuit because mm. everyone else was like, this piece of shit will never make money because mm. it was inconceivable. Yeah. He died under like weird circumstances in like the 90s. And the lo- the window of that lawsuit expired. So the wrongful death, like mm. somebody could have petitioned and been like extend that window. Mm. They didn't. So the rights to all his shit went back to Manson. So and then it became down to his heirs. So this piece, his grandson Son. got all the rights in that Tarantino movie. Wow. And he said he wants to use it to like one thing he said like I want to get a van and drive around and help the homeless and I was Jesus like no Christ. family of Charles Manson no, yeah, should be in a fucking van, van doing anything yeah. so yeah just go lay low dude yeah so that's that's a that's a really succinct that's, like I I was reading all do you think it's like in the millions I don't know if it's in the millions man but it was like if a there's lot something of, there's a his network is definitely yeah worth but, but, yeah. but in every every t shirt he's on and all that I mean I'm sure a People lot of buy this shit up you know fucking crazy. Man, I went down to a, like this is the most Jersey Shore thing ever. You know, like you go down the Jersey Shore, the boardwalk, and they have all those like games you can win. Like, you know, for five zillion <laughs> tickets, you get like a pencil eraser. Yeah, they had one. It was like millions of tickets. I took a picture of, it, but it was a check that was signed by Charles Manson. Fuck out of here! And it was like 
you know, thirty thousand dollars worth of. T- you had to play skee ball for yeah. eternity Jesus to finally Christ. get it. But that's it was a, like that's a memorabilia. I was yeah. just took like, a picture of it. Like, get this. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, nice. uh, what do streaming platforms pay? So we talked about this with Spotify. Mm. So I looked this up. And the streams are like I don't I have what it means per stream, but it's so percentages of a of a of a cent. Mm-hmm. So so I plugged it in. I found like a calculator. It was like if you're on this platform, whatever. So I plugged in like what if you get a million plays on a platform? So yeah. here's to here's to clarify what Spotify pays. So if you get a million streams on Spotify, you get three thousand one hundred eighty bucks. If you go on Amazon Music, you get four thousand twenty dollars. Apple Music, you get $7,800. If you go on Tidal, which I think is Jay-Z's platform, mm. you get $12,840. Wow. If you go on Pandora, you get $1,330. <laughs> so Spotify is pretty shitty, the, the Tidal, which makes sense that they would pay four times the amount, given that it started by a musician. Sure. So, okay. Um, you know, that Very was cool. And then... Yeah. Uh, my other, my third homework assignment was bands that got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame while Rush was eligible. Okay, so I went through year by year. Okay, and I'm not going to read every one, but here's a couple bands. You tell me if they belong in before Rush. Love and Spoonful. Never heard of them. They've got a hot town somewhere no, in the city. Suck. Right. I, 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 every time they come up, yeah. you say you don't know them, and I sing that. <laughs> uh, the Moon Glows. Nope. Bonnie Raitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Before before Rush. Uh, oh, that's no. kind of hard. James she, James Taylor. No. No. Steely Dan. No. Brenda Lee. Maybe. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Maybe. Traffic. Yes. yes. The Pretenders. No. Ari uh, Fuck no. Little Anthony and the Imperials. I don't know who that is. Genesis. Doctor John. So that was like just a list of kind of was like all right they they got in before Rush I'm like just do they belong they, you know fucking eighty bands got in before Rush so all right that's all my homework music news all right I only got one music news thing so we can we can wrap up the Super Bowl oh, oh. god man all right what do you think two thumbs down yeah. except for Snoop Snoop a doop a loop so we were all I think we were all really looking forward to the Super Bowl halftime show. And I, as we were watching it, you know, I was messing you guys and Ryan. You just sent a picture, comic book guy, the greatest show ever. I, I really liked it. I, you know, I just, I, I expected too much. I, I, that's what I expected. Trash. What did you expect? I expected trash. I, if anything, the fifty cent part didn't make any fucking sense. Hey, he didn't make any sense. Right, but um, like him. Him hanging upside down and oh, it was from his video. Who that cares? Was like, but they, I, like Snoop's, like you know, with a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys <laughs> too. You know, he he's not up there with with a forty. You know, smoking a blunt on top well, of this. On, I mean, I, they caught him smoking. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, what Snoop yeah. does. But he wasn't stand, standing on stage smoking a blunt on right. top of that building. Like right, was. they were like, "Oh, he was he was smoking weed before he went on That's air." That's what and he I'm does. Like, yeah. I would be disappointed. Right, if he we'd didn't. be remiss if he was right. Yeah, right. I I really liked it. I thought it was cool that hip hop was Snoop was good. I thought Dre was good. I thought Mary J was trash. I thought Eminem was okay. I thought who who's terror who's the other Kendrick fucking Lamar? Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. yeah, I don't know yeah. anything. He, he I looked thought, like Michael Jackson out there. 
I thought Mary J had a couple points where she just brought it like mm. at the end, like singing. And I was like, yeah, right on, man. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. The hip hop finally got their moment in the in the oh, sun. Yeah. Oh sure, yeah. You know, it's a. If anybody was disappointed, the Tupac wasn't involved in it. Right. You know? Well, I saw memes this week, and apparently other people thought this was going to happen also. This is like, the what Tupac? Are you saying? Like, yeah. oh, we, oh, yeah. I thought you were going to get a uh, Tupac hologram. Oh, no, you get 50 Cent hanging right. upside yeah. down. Yeah. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, 50 Cent's now a dollar. <laughs> so it made me kind of feel good that I wasn't the only person out there that thought this was might be possible. No, you know. it, it, it was. I didn't know. It was. I, it was one for for the the fans. Yeah, but it was one no, for the fans. I was, definitely would have liked to see the NWA thing, but that's you know just. Me. I was glad to see Fifty Cent. Like that, I'm the, the only one that became a fat piece of shit during the, <laughs> during the pandemic. Fifty Cent became Tree Fitty. I re- I really enjoyed it, but that's you know whatever. That's just me, man. All right, it's time for the electric chair where we kill a song for being terrible. And this week we decide we're going to go all the way back to the seventies and we're going to kill ABBA. Is ABBA? ABBA? Is, that how you, is that how you pronounce it? I don't ABBA? know. Well, I'm sophisticated. I put you my are. pinky out. It's ABBA. If I put my pinky in, it's ABBA. Uh, I, I like I like like ABBA, like water. Yeah, your Southern accent. That's how ABBA. ABBA. Oh, water ice. Man, this dude. On I don't get it. Spotify. This song has been People played like six hundred sixty-seven million. God. So with you the math and everything like that, we're like you get a thousand for a million. All oh, right, I should plug that into the calculator. Yeah. How much money they made? Dude, you go to all the dances, the weddings, the, all oh, the shit. Man. You know, you get all the middle-aged girl, women up there dancing with each other and shit like that. They just don't give a fuck anymore. And no, it's, it's, that's pretty late in the evening. And people are shit faced. Their, their shoes are off. They're oh, yeah, yeah, they're having a good time. You but know. no, I don't want to hear this in McCuskers anytime soon. I think it's blocked. I think it's blocked. Is it really? I, I think it God. is. It's like um, they're like the Ace of Ace of Base. So. Ace of Base. They paved the way for the Ace of Base. Yeah. But the thing is, dude, they have that that show coming out, like that Broadway show, and there's like holograms of Abbott. Oh, going to show up in the thing. And Tupac's going to come up in the thing. And tickets are mad, are mad expensive. I think it's starting out in London, and they're mad expensive. Dude, they're... they're I know, they, I don't get it. Are they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I think they are. That's a sin. Hang on. Oh, Lord. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They went in 2010, God. the Bee Gees inducted them. Oh, oh my God. Of course they did. They're all, all still right. alive. They make yeah. a lot of money. No. Dark catalogs. Right, That's yeah. Like, all right. Well, it's like, like, like three songs. They're like, fuck it, this song. Like, no, I don't know never what again. Song by it. No, right, no, it's We sentence you to death. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that song's going to be reincarnated. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ. God, how many times I've heard that song. Another thing we never have to talk about ever again. No. So that is Good it on David Bowie. Dude, we made it. I did not bring my laptop charger down here, and my laptop is down to 19%. Nice. Oh, boy, we did it. So we did it. Good we job. We did it. So that's it on David Bowie, man. Thank you so much for spending the last two hours with us. We hope you learned something, and if not, we hope you were at least entertained. And if you weren't, uh, this is the Rob Owens podcast. <laughs> We'd love it if you follow us on your favorite podcast platform and give us a review. You can also check us out on Twitter, Facebook, PrisonersOfRockAndRoll.com. And lastly, you could email us at PrisonersOfRockAndRoll at gmail.com. So thanks again for listening to us, and we will be back in two weeks. All right. Thanks for listening. Keep on rocking. Peace out.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hanson, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.